Bright Sounds, the voice of Brightworld. Hello everyone and welcome back to Bright Sounds, Brightworld Guardianship's podcast channel. My name is Leah Ferris and in this week's episode we will be focusing on how Brightworld has been supporting their students upon their certainly less than normal return to school particularly in terms of their mental health and well-being. To discuss this, I'm joined today by Brightworld's Regional Manager, Louis Spice, our Director of Safeguarding and Operations, Jenny Rumble, and our Suffolk and Norfolk-based Local Coordinator, Sarah Bozier. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hello. Uh, now, I know we have a lot to discuss today, so without further ado, I will hand you over to Louis. Thank you very much, Leah. Um, you're absolutely right, we have a lot, a lot to cover today. Um, now, we all know that the start of this school year has been completely different to any before. Um, as schools and students adapt to a new way of teaching, guardianship has had to adapt also. There have been many changes made, but one thing that has remained constant has been our commitment to supporting students with their mental well-being. Jenny, what can you tell us first about Bright World's Mental Health Initiative? Hi, Louis. Um... Yes, so the Mental Health Initiative really started um, in full swing about a year ago, um, although obviously we've been helping students um, for years before that, but we'd really recognised that boarding schools were requesting more help um, and support in dealing with students with mental health issues. Um, so we wanted to take a look at what we could really do to make sure that we were giving our students the best support possible um, if they were you know, having a period of struggling with their own mental well-being. Um, so the, the first thing that we decided to do um, was do some youth mental health first aid training. Um, so Lana, who is the designated safeguarding lead, um, and me as the deputy safeguarding lead, um, both qualified as youth mental health first aiders um, back in October last year, which was a really, really useful piece of training for us. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of sort of the how we're rolling that out more across the company, um, our plan now is to get the local coordinators around the country um, also trained in some youth mental health first aid um, and some host families so that when occasions do arise, when students need a bit of respite from school, um, they're going to a host family who feels confident and capable um, to really take care of them. Obviously not in any way trying to replace um, professional support, but just, just making sure that they have that confidence. Yeah, brilliant, okay. Um, and so you've mentioned this, uh, the mental health first aid training. Um, so what, what's kind of involved in that? Um, so in the mental health first aid training, um, we covered really the basics um, of the most common types of, of mental health problems that we're seeing in young people at the moment. Um, and we did a lot of learning about the best way to support children who are struggling um, lots of learning about active listening um, and making sure that we're not trying to jump in and fix problems um, which can often make things worse. Okay uh, yeah um, and so more generally speaking what have we been doing to support students with their mental health on their return to school? Um, so as usual we've got 
um, our buddies in place all around the country who've been keeping in touch with their students. Um, we've really, really made it um, a priority to get in touch with everybody, to welcome them back um, and make sure that they're feeling settled and supported with all the changes that are going on. And particularly for those students who've had to quarantine, um, we've made sure that the buddies have been getting in touch with them during quarantine, which can obviously be quite a lonely time for a young person, um, and just giving them that extra support. Um, we'll also be um, getting involved in World Mental Health Day um, and joining in with the Hello Yellow campaign from the Young Minds charity. So we'll be sending our students some resources um, from that charity as well to support them with their mental well-being. Okay, brilliant. Um, and yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, Hello Yellow is a campaign run by Young Minds, which is an organisation which aims to support young people and their mental health. Um, and Hello Yellow is a fundraising event which is taking place this Friday, the 9th of October. Um, and this is to coincide with World Mental Health Day, which is on Saturday. Um, the idea is for everyone to wear something yellow in order to raise funds and awareness for young people's mental health. Uh, I know that Bright World Head Office will all be donning bright yellow on Friday and having a meetup on Zoom to support this great cause. Um, and I'd like to urge anyone listening to get involved too. Um, something else which we're doing this week is sending out a Stay Safe film. Um, can you tell us a bit more about this, Jenny? Yes, yeah, so we'll be sending out the um, Stay Safe film to all our students um, just to help keep them really um, safe in terms of being aware of COVID-19 um, and how to keep themselves safe when they're staying with our host families um, and keep them up to date with what the regulations are um, you know, in the UK at the moment. Um, and it will really hopefully reassure them as well that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe um, with all the extra cleaning that we're putting in place with our host families um, and isolating you know students away if needed if there's any possible sign um, of of covid infection yeah so as you say it should um should really help to relieve uh, further relieve any anxiety students might be feeling which is um which is brilliant obviously um yeah, we absolutely hope so yeah um We've also been invited to attend a webinar hosted by Aegis next Monday. Um, this will be all about mental well-being during the pandemic with the aim to provide Aegis guardianship organisation staff some extra support during this extremely stressful time. Uh, I understand that all Bright World staff, including our local coordinators, have been invited to this. And I know that you and the rest of the team are very much looking forward to that, Jenny. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a really useful thing um, that Aegis have put together for us. Um, and I'm really looking forward to some of the, the tips that they have for helping keep everything together um, during such a difficult time. And obviously all our focus is on keeping our students safe. Um, so, but it's important as well that we take the time um, just to make sure that we're doing well as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, looking for, we're all looking forward to that, I think. Um, thank you, Jenny. Um, we're going to speak a bit more to uh, Sarah now. Um, now, Sarah, I know that you're also a teacher, so you've experienced the start of term from both a teaching and a guardianship perspective. Um, firstly, what sort of changes have you seen put in place by boarding schools and how well do you think that most students have adapted to these changes? 
Um, well, do you know, I think the um, students have been remarkably adaptable and incredibly resilient in such an uncertain, difficult time. They seem to just have fully embraced the changes. Um, I mean, even during lockdown, they had to adjust um, very quickly to remote learning via virtual platforms such as Google Meet or Zoom. And they were submitting work and prep online. I mean, now I think the focus in school is sort of keeping everybody as safe as possible. So I know that the boarding schools have sort of created their own bubbles. So the students are with the same peers at their boarding house. I mean, obviously wearing face coverings where needed and uh, using anti-back gel and regularly sanitising their hands. I think there are sanitising stations in every room and corridor <laughs> across the school building and on the school site. And there's sort of readily available anti-back wipes to clean and sort of wipe down surfaces. I think they're just sort of, sort of keeping to the two metres social distancing where required and there's sort of markings all around the school site as well. Okay, yep. So um, lots of changes, but um, for the most part, students seem to be getting on with them okay, would you say? I think so. And I think actually they're quite, they were quite relieved to be back. From the students that I've spoken to, they've been very relieved to sort of have that sense of normality and be back at school. Mm -hmm. So to have okay. that routine and that structure. Okay, that's good. Um, as Leah and Jenny have both mentioned, um, we've had to adapt some of our processes too. Um, one of the most notable changes, particularly for you, Sarah, has been to the student arrival visits. Usually you would visit your students at their school within the first few weeks of their arrival. Obviously you're unable to visit your students in person at the moment. So what are you doing instead of this? Um, well, obviously a large part of my role centres around student care, offering sort of advice, and assistance and sort of ensuring students are happy and settled at school and the favorite part you know my favorite part of the job is meeting students in person and acting as their mentor sort of getting to know them helping yeah. them settle in and adjust but at the moment that's not quite possible um to meet with them sort of in person which is quite difficult yeah i think we've sort of overcome that so i still um call each student upon their arrival um however instead of arranging a visit and meeting the students under our guardianship at school face to face i've scheduled in times to carry out virtual visits so sort of online chats via zoom or google meet with them so i think for me even with those restrictions in place i wanted to make sure that students had settled into school as that can make a big difference to the experience they have in the uk and i think we were sort of still able to provide the support and guidance with all the change the students have to contend with um, but remotely and obviously they have a lot to deal with adjusting to life in a different country and adapting to a difficult, you know, completely different culture. So I think it was important for us still to have that constant contact with them to help reduce that culture shock and that homesickness that they might experience. Because obviously they're leaving family and friends, some of them for the first time and sort of moving to an unfamiliar country. So I think even if it's over the phone or via video chat, I think just having that sort of friendly, familiar face readily available still does make all the difference and sort of reassures them. Absolutely. And um, I was going to touch on the whole homesickness thing. Um, I know our students frequently tell us that these arrival visits can have a really positive effect on issues such as homesickness and just general well-being. I think it would be fair to say that due to the current situation, most international students have been feeling more homesick and more anxious than ever before. Uh, so have students been responding in the same way to these virtual visits? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, definitely. I mean, whilst carrying out sort of virtual, my virtual visits, um, for example, with one of our younger students, sort of just jumps to mind, 
um, she revealed how homesick she felt. Um, so once we sort of talked about how normal that was and what we could do to maybe help, um, she told me she'd try some of my suggestions out. And I mean, I messaged her every day so she could tell me her news. Mm -hmm. And then sort of by the end of the first week, the students sort of settled in and has sort of assured me that school now felt like home. Oh, fantastic. That's, um, well, yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, and that's exactly what we want and the exact intention um, that we had uh, had in mind for these visits, um, as is always. So that's that's great news. No, definitely. Um, and I think also making sort of decisions as well. We had sort of during another virtual visit, I spoke with a sort of male student who asked for support with his October half-term holiday arrangements because he hadn't experienced that. Well, he didn't know what the options were, whether he wanted to go to a host family or remain at school at the boarding house. So I sort of discussed what you know experiences he'd have and what staying with a host family was like. And he sort of thanked me and told me that he felt you know more confident in making his decision now. Oh, brilliant. So um, yeah, it's great to hear that the whole virtual nature of things hasn't been a barrier to um, you know the kind of things we'd normally do and we'd try to get out of our students. So that's yeah, that's actually great news. Um, and so what what other things have you been doing recently to support our students? Well, even with the restrictions in place, I've still been able to sort of accompany students to their hospital appointments. So I supported um, a student when she had to go and have a blood test and some procedures done because she obviously naturally felt quite anxious. Yeah. Um, so I went and met with her and the consultant and I took notes at the appointment to sort of avoid that student being overwhelmed. And I was even able to ask if there was a Thai nurse to help translate, which there was actually in the department. And that put the oh. student immediately at ease. And I think it was almost just like providing sort of company and reassurance during that appointment. And I think the student um, herself even commented that she was quite glad that I was there with her and I was going to be there for every appointment as it made her feel much better that she wasn't having to go it alone. Oh, brilliant. Um, and finally, uh, I know a lot depends on the COVID situation in general, mm -hmm. but looking forward, what is the rest of the school year going to look like for you as a buddy? I think obviously we're all sort of adjusting to life via video chat. <laughs> so I think that might, that seems to be sort of continuing for the foreseeable future. And I think that obviously um, that's really important to sort of keep in touch with our students so that they still have the opportunity to, to disclose how they're feeling. And I think we were sort of saying there's a big focus on mental health and well-being. Um, I've had some sort of students who have said to me that they're quite anxious and feeling quite worried about what's going on. And so we've been able to sort of talk it through and I've sort of explained what the routines and restrictions are there for and the rules enforced by the government to keep us safe. And I think that's sort of been quite reassuring and made them feel better. So I think it's just continually sort of putting our commitment to support students at the forefront of everything we do and sort of helping them and guiding them. And even if it is sort of arranging, I mean, I've helped support and arrange sort of counselling for students at school. And I think it's having that awareness of mental health and well-being which is vital and simply talking to students about their concerns worries and anxieties and just making sure we listen reassure and make them realize that they're not alone that lots of people are feeling the same and it's totally normal and they're sort of putting the right help in place and sort of prioritizing that in these uncertain times i think just continuing to adapt to whatever <laughs> we sort of gets put in our way and working yeah. remotely keeping in regular contact and I'm very much looking forward to being able to visit students in person when it's once again permitted.
and deemed yeah. safe. Yeah, hopefully that's not too far away. Um, Let's hope so. Right, thank you very much, Sarah. Um, I think that's all from me now. Um, so, Leah, back to you. Thank you. Those are some fantastic points that were being brought up. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And I'm so looking forward to seeing everyone in their Hello Yellow. I'm very excited. I'm going to have so many outfits I'm going to have to choose. Everyone knows this. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for more information about any of the topics that we've discussed today, uh, you can read a corresponding article which you'll be able to find on the news and blog section of our website. And if you require any support or guidance concerning your mental health, or you know someone else who does, please visit the Young Minds website at www.youngminds.org.uk. Here you'll be able to find lots of useful advice and resources, and you can receive instant support from a specialist if required. Uh, once again, a massive thank you to you guys for joining us today, for everyone for tuning in, and I hope that we can hear from you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Brightwell Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website www.brightwellguardianships.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.